and welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney, and this is where we talk about all things related to living the life that you're meant to live. And for many of us, that might require us to take a good hard look at what our lives are up to this point and where we thought we would be and where we would like to be. For many of the people I've spoken to as of late and for those who I communicate with on various Facebook groups, I hear a lot of people talking about transitions, whether it's from, you know, going from work to a different career choice, whether it's going from work to school, school to work, perhaps maybe into retirement. And there's a certain measure of fear that has attached itself to those kinds of decisions, those kinds of changes that might be, you know, coming about in someone's life. And I don't know about you, but change isn't something that you know, I embrace wholeheartedly without a lot of um, in-depth research or thinking about and, you know, fair, fair times of a little anxiety here and there too, while I'm figuring out, is this really what I want to do? I don't think that makes me any different than anyone else. I don't know, perhaps you've had moments like that where you have had to face changes and, and how did you do with that? Did you find it upsetting and anxious? And did you realize how you were making the decision? Was it something that you could do on a pro and con uh, chart? Um, In my book that I recently published and in my workshops, I talk about using a different decision-making tool called the Cartesian logic. And that's a subject for another day. Today, I primarily just wanted to chat about courage because that is really what we need if we're looking to make those kinds of changes. If we're looking at something that's causing us a little bit of anxiety and anxiousness and and not quite sure about the risk involved, it takes a lot of courage to confront that. And I got thinking about where courage comes from. Did you learn courage? Did you take courses on it? Did you, how did you acquire any amount of courage that you might have to have been able to do the things you've done up till now? As a retired teacher, I know that there certainly weren't any courses in, in my you know, curriculum where we talked about courage, other than as an English teacher, I got to discuss some of the characters within some of the novels we studied. I don't know that helps in the math department or in science. And, you know, I mean, I suppose one takes a risk in those subject areas as well. Obviously not something that I know a lot about. But where where does courage come from? Is it something that is within us already and we just need to call upon it and use it? Or is it a skill? Do you think that maybe it's something we need to learn and to practice? And how do you practice having courage other than to make those kinds of transitions? Those are relatively big decisions. I don't think it takes a lot of courage to know what vegetables to buy. You know, you might think it takes a little bit of courage to serve them to your family from time to time. But courage is usually something we think about in the big decision making, life changing decisions, like changing a career or moving off into retirement, or moving across the country. So how do we go about acquiring the courage if we feel that maybe we're a little lacking? 
maybe we're too eager to let other people make choices for us. And I don't know, my circumstances, that hasn't always worked out so well. Neither did it always at the beginning of, of uh, my adulthood when I made choices for myself. <clears throat> Excuse me. Courage is something that we can look to other people for. Either it would be perhaps in discussions, perhaps asking those questions of people that you know have dared to step out of their situation and make changes. Maybe they would become your mentors. Mentors would be an excellent way to start growing in personal development in areas that you would like to, to build on. Um, most successful people will tell you that they have a mentor for various aspects of their life. When I did my coaching program, I realized that there were specifically eight different categories of life decision-making choices, um, transitions, if you will, that can affect us at various points in our life. And so people that we see having mentors may be looking at one or two areas of their life where they feel they need to have that outside opinion. You know, the voices in our own head aren't always the right ones. And it's always good to get a second opinion, you know, ours and then someone else's before we, you know, jump off a cliff or, or you know, plunge into some new areas. So looking towards a mentor, do you have people in your life that you could, you could call upon? Are there people who are setting the kind of examples? As my children were growing up and as I, I was a teacher, it, it was really important to me to share with them that how you pick people to follow is really critical. We want to look towards the people that are doing the things that we want to do, and they are doing them successfully. You know, I mean, I used to tell my, my kids in school, if I wanted to know how to make a million dollars, well, you know, I, I would go and ask somebody who's made a million dollars. I wouldn't ask maybe my next door neighbor unless they qualified or just ask any old person if you want to know something, ask somebody who's doing it or who has become an expert at that. And I also would say on the other end of the scale, if I wanted to know how does a homeless person survive the cold winter nights on the streets of Toronto, I would only be able to know that information by asking someone who's actually doing it because the rest are just assumptions and possibility answers that really might not be based on fact. So if we want to know how to do something, look towards the people that are doing it because they can become our mentors or another word that I like to use is our allies. I find, you know, there are a lot of people who can come alongside us to, to teach us, to set examples, to encourage us, to inspire us, to look to them to say, where can courage come from? Well, if I already own it, how do I develop it? How do I build upon it? How do I grow it the way perhaps the, this other person has? That's one of the areas that I would look towards. And when I was discovering a new life for myself, when I went from being an unemployed single mom 
to recognizing that I needed to make a change in order to feed four growing boys. And I ended up going to school to become a teacher at that point. Who were my allies? Well, I didn't have that many that were encouraging me to quit my, you know, quit what I was doing. Actually, I had quit a job before then. And to go to school, they thought that I was crazy, that I needed to be working, not going to school. I found allies. I found mentors in the libraries. I read voraciously. There were all kinds of what I call wisdom literature that I read voraciously, as I said, to to learn, to acquire, to get direction. I needed that mentorship and I didn't have anybody close to me, you know, geographically, location wise. But in the books, I found all kinds of great advice and encouragement. And so with that, then we need to act on it because like the law of attraction, we we can't wait for it just to show up while we're sitting on our couch. We need to actually do something. It's in the action that things actually happen. So to build the courage to actually develop it, we need to put it into action. So we need to step into the advice that we have received or, you know, the decision that we've made to go boldly into the unknown, perhaps, if you will, if you want to put it that way. But what is all the knowledge in the world going to do us if we don't, uh, if we don't act on it? I mean, one of the things that I used to, you know, talk about in my workshops and in, in, in classes was when you learn something, you really only truly learned it when you apply it. And I really think that's where we fall short in a lot of ways. You know, we know a lot. Your friends know a lot, I'm sure. We all do. But what do we do with the knowledge that we have? Are we actually, you know, trusting ourselves to use it? Or have we succumbed to the old sayings about, you know, fractions and all that math that we did in school? When am I ever going to use that? There's a lot that we've learned about life and living that we perhaps have forgotten about. And so we need to, to as I said, put that into action and imp implement what we are learning. And it's like anything else. I think courage is kind of like a muscle that will grow as we exercise it. it. If it's dormant right now, it will come back to life. You know, the old saying, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Well, it's the same kind of thing if we don't use courage. So how do we know when we're supposed to use courage? How do we know? Well, sometimes we know it's going to take everything we've got to follow, to make a decision and then to follow through, whether it's moving across the country. I mean, that's a big deal especially if you're not going to a job, but you're going there looking for work. And to trust our gut instinct, to start listening to ourselves and to be, uh, have a little bit more faith. Do you have faith in the knowledge that you have? Do you trust yourselves? I think that's an important aspect, to trust that you will be able to muster up that courage to go out there and face the unknown. It is risky. It is. And I think it's important that we understand taking a risk 
does not mean committing intellectual suicide. Taking a risk can be well-calculated, well-intentioned, purposeful. Still might think it's a risk on how everything will come into play, whether all the pieces of the puzzle will fall into place. I get that. But in terms of looking and saying, I'm taking this risk, but I've really thought about it. One of the things that I did when I went to school was I had to go and find out from the financial aid officer whether grants and loans would provide me with enough of an income for the time being while I went to school to care for my children, to do the research, the investigation, to get the answers as completely as possible is really important. And it does kind of minimize the risk, but there was still risk. I had been in school in a very long time. I did have to take an entrance exam to see if my brain was still working and if whether I was uh, teachable and whether I still had the ability to learn, I suppose. But there was still the chance, I suppose, the risk that I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't finish the courses. I wouldn't be successful going from my, you know, Bachelor of Arts program into the teacher's department or teacher's college. Yes, there was risk, but it was highly calculated and I did it purposefully and with determination. And I had to develop the courage because at that age, I was 40, single mom, divorced twice, four boys to raise, Going into a university with all these young ones, all these new new high school graduates. So it was a little daunting. Not I lie, it was a lot daunting. But it was a calculated risk I was willing to take. And the courage grew from the little steps, the little successes. Sometimes we think success has to be one big gigantic thing. But it can be a series of little things along the way. And the courage comes as we accumulate these little steps of success along the way. And it builds our confidence and it builds our courage muscle where we're able to say, yeah, that's okay. I've done this part. And then we can look back and say, well, I've done it before. I can do it again. It's all about our thinking and how we approach things. Our thoughts are really important. If we tell ourselves over and over and over again that we can't do something, our subconscious mind will make sure that we don't. After all, that's what we told it. It's like going on a diet. If you say, oh, I'll never lose weight. Our subconscious mind will say, oh, okay, You don't want to lose weight. I get that. I'll make sure you don't lose weight. Look at that ice cream. Look at that cake. Look at that. Look at this. And our subconscious mind tempts us with all the things that are going to keep us from losing weight. We said, oh, I can't lose weight. And our subconscious mind assures us that what we say is what happens. So if we change our thoughts and we change our mindset about the risk involved or the the task involved or the decision you're facing, whatever it is, our subconscious mind is going to pick up and say, yes, we can do this. And then they'll start pointing out all the different ways that you can be successful at it. And there's nothing that builds courage 
faster than being courageous in the small things and being successful. So we have our allies that will help us change our minds and our thoughts. We need to put things into action. And the other thing we need to really consider about courage and those decisions that we're making is how sustainable is it? Are the actions going to take us to the place we want to be? Can we keep doing it? Can we keep putting one foot in front of the other? Because courage feeds on itself. A little bit of courage brings more courage, brings more courage. And before you know it, you're speaking up for yourself. You're saying, yes, I can do this. Or no, I don't want to do that. It's, you know, like it's way too much. It's out of my scope. Learning to say how you think and how you feel is so important to making the progress that you want to make. And that might take courage. I don't. I've had an experience, I don't know about you, but um, I have found sometimes my inner gut reaction, my inner, I get, it's just ends up in all this turmoil. And sometimes it's just harder not to speak up than it is to stay quiet. No, I got that the wrong way around. It's harder to stay quiet than it is to speak up because your inside wants you to do that. And that could be just your courage bubbling up and forcing you to say things. Have you ever experienced that? Where you just know that you can't swallow whatever it is that's going on, that you need to actually speak up or you need to make a change or you need to take some kind of action. That's probably what happens many times before people have had enough that they. Um, maybe give their two weeks notice about leaving their job. Hopefully they've done that and mustered up the courage to go find a new job before they do that. But have you ever experienced that, that lump in your gut that just keeps growing and growing until you can't stand it any longer? And that's the courage that's going to drive you to take the action to make the change that you need to do. I hope that makes sense to you. We don't have any formal lessons on how to be courageous. And yet it's a character trait that is so important to our well-being. We hear all kinds of stories about people that have been have had incredible strength and courage in emergencies. And those situations are probably quite rare. But in my discussing with a lot of people about their transitions, for whatever reason, fear plays a big part, not knowing how they're going to be able to do it, and wondering how can they develop what it is that they need that'll get them off the couch, off the pity party pot, uh, just to make those, those changes that they need to do. And in talking to them, it's a matter of saying, you need to take action. Find the people that are doing what you want to do and learn from them. Change the way you think about it. Change the way you talk to yourself. Look for people who are supportive and encouraging as well as the allies in the libraries.
But courage can be acquired, not formally, intentionally. And it's not easy sometimes, but like most things, the effort that you put into it will reap such huge rewards. Many times I look at some of the things that I'm doing and wondering, what am I doing? I've developed a sense of adventure and it will take courage for me to go out and to do it. But I tell myself that this is something I I want to do. I'll be a better person for it. And let's get out there and see what's going on. So when I close off my podcast, I always say, dare to live the life you are meant to live. And I use the word dare on purpose because I, I dare you, I dare you to find the courage to be brave, to get out there and live the life you're meant to live. So once again, this is Mary McCartney for Don't Die Before You're Dead. Dare to live the life you're meant to live. Till next time.